0: what's one thing would I do differently if I could go back in a time machine and do last month over again? And it changed the conversation. So it wasn't just what hasn't worked, but what would we change if we could? It really started a really awesome conversation, which we got a lot of insight that we could then use to plan what we were doing moving forward Welcome to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your co-host for today, Samantha Riley, joined, as always, on Thursday by Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim?
1: I'm feeling exceptionally planned today, Sam.
0: Oh, exceptionally planned. Well, that's kind of lucky, isn't it? Because that's what we're going to talk about today.
1: So fortuitous.
0: (laughs) How the look at the synchronicity of it.
1: (laughs) I know, right? Who would have thought it?
0: (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. That's exactly what we're going to talk about today. In episode 281, we shared what was working in our business and what hasn't worked in our business, or, you know, what we've implemented in our business over the past 12 months, and we thought it would be great to have a conversation around how we actually do that planning and what we discuss to be able to know what we're doing and what we're implementing and not implementing.
1: Yeah. Now, I think there's two important things that we need to consider here, Ryan. Mm -hmm. Firstly, is that backward reflection, Mm -hmm. and then secondly, is the systems or processes by which we do that reflection Mm -hmm. and plan our projects, right? Because without those things, you, the rest is, is kind of anecdotal, isn't it? You sort of mm-hmm. just, you're really guessing about whether things are working for you or not working for you. And whilst, you know, as business owners, we, we're often quite intuitive and that can work, it's not a very scientific process.
0: No. And it leaves a lot to what I like to call accidenti. And we want to remove as much accidenti in our business as possible. And yes, that was a made up word, everybody.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In case you're you're madly gossip about Google. Hey, what
0: what is she talking about? Is that that an Australian word?
1: What's accidenti?
0: An accident is an implant that sometimes has inconvenient, undesirable, or even disastrous consequences, other times being inconsequential. Do you want me to keep reading? <laughs> no, that's fine, Siri. <laughs> oh, dear.
1: You ever found that Siri does that? Sometimes they just listen to you and then pull us stuff out and say, here's what we found on the web. <laughs> like, I wasn't asking. <laughs>
0: uh, let's talk about the how we begin to do our reflection. Like, what are the, how do we even start? And for in our business, the biggest two questions that we start with, is what has worked. And this is a process where we would sit down for a, for a good couple of hours, but we would start off by what has worked. And it really is just about sitting down. I don't know when you do it in your business, Tim, but we actually do our planning on a Sunday afternoon because we find that you're not in the headspace of I've got to get on a meeting or I've got a call coming up. So it's it's normally a cheese plate for lunch, sit down, put some really nice music on and just get pen and paper and start to really brainstorm and brain dump what has worked. And then yeah. Leon and I have a conversation about this because different perspectives pick up different things as well.
1: Yeah, I think it's really important to get, you know, as much as possible, get the the, the owners of the business or the you know, the key stakeholders. It doesn't necessarily have to be everyone. You've got a big team and you may not necessarily get some of your, your contractors in. But I think it's important to have key stakeholders and those key stakeholders include your significant other.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Because, you know, the decisions you make inside your business does affect them. If you've got a business partner, get them involved in the conversation as well. If you've got key, you know, key employees, uh, let's have your business, it's it's Anthony, it's mine, it's Lucy, right? We need to get those people in to be involved in that conversation because they do actually bring different perspectives about what's working and what's not working. I do want to stress here, I think, that it's important to define what success looks like. Mm. Right? Keep
0: going, Tim. Because I'm looking forward think,
1: to this. <laughs> I think what you know when we reflect on things, and again, we we come from we come out with a different lens. Right, your lens is going to be different from Leon's lens. Mm-hmm. different from from Anthony's lens. You're going to have different things that you want from the business, mm-hmm. and therefore you'll have different things about what success is. So I think you've got to come from a perspective of if we're looking at what's successful, well, what actually is success? Mm-hmm. And, you know, whilst my expectations were we made $6 million profit last year, someone else has said, Look, I'm happy with $60,000. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay?
1: And one and- of you going, No, nah, that didn't work because it didn't deliver $6 million in profit. And someone else is going, oh, My God, this is more money than I've seen.
0: Like, Yeah, absolutely. Perspective.
1: Right. So I think when we do that, we've got to look at what six, what, you know, let's define what success looks like for the evaluation that we're going to do, and then let's pick out the things that we're going to look at.
0: Totally. Love that.
1: I want to step back from that, though, Sam. I want to know why we would do this. What do you think?
0: Because, you know, there's – I don't know the exact story, but, you know, if a plane goes off one degree, of course, they can end up hundreds of thousands of miles away from where they started, and it's no different in business – We need to be constantly evaluating what has worked and what hasn't worked so that we can course correct. We're constantly course correcting because it's fine to have a strategy two dimensional on paper and say this is what it is. But then you start bringing in real life and real people, and things can end up sometimes a lot different or sometimes a little different to what we expected. And if we don't evaluate, what happened or even different times of the year like what worked in you know march 2020 when COVID hit, was very different to what happened in march 2021 or march 2019 so we need to be constantly evaluating so that we can course correct as we go along
1: that's right i remember with the conversation and i i don't know which episode it was at the beginning of 2020 (laughs) and even if i reflect back to the beginning of 2019 episode when we said okay what is the plan for the year? Right, you and I both. Now, uh-huh. our, our next year's planning in October, which isn't too far away from this episode already. We got to plan 2022, and you know, by the end of the end of February 2021, or 2020 anyway, we're like, ah, oh, those plans, they're all Well, I,
0: I remember recording an episode at the beginning of 2020 where I said, the biggest thing we're going to do this year is live events. <laughs> well, the universe certainly changed that plan, didn't it? That's, that's <laughs>
1: so we do need to, uh, we do need to the course rate. I think that's really important. And I'm glad you raised that, that ran that course Great. is to come back to what is the purpose that we have for our business in the first place? And if it's not delivering that purpose, why are you continuing to reinvest into it? I um, actually heard it described in a slightly different context recently that, you know, if Telstra, right, we owned Telstra shares and, and this was in a financial context, but I think it's it's relevant here. If we owned Telstra shares and every couple of months Telstra turned around and said, like, hey, you can put some more money in for the shares you've already got, would you keep doing it or would you sell your Telstra shares? Okay. So for our US clients, Telstra is their, our big telecom Tele- yeah. in, a, in telecommunication provider in Australia. So, you know, same thing. Let's, if Facebook kept coming back to you and saying, Hey, by the way, you need to put more money in now. <laughs> to a certain point, you'd say, hang on a sec, enough's enough. And our business is very much like that as well. If we, if it's not delivering the outcome that we want from our business, why are we continuing to do it? Right. Our either purpose has changed and we need to realign to that new purpose or we need to realign what we're investing into our business so that it does deliver the purpose of that business.
0: Mm, 100%. So that's why we need to be evaluating. I just came across a question this week that we used for the first time and I absolutely love and I want to share it because it put my brain into a completely different sphere, I guess, it's what's one thing would I do differently if I could go back in a time machine and do last month over again? And it's changed the conversation. So it wasn't just what hasn't worked, but what would we change if we could? Mm. And it, it really started a really awesome conversation at which we got a lot of insight, data, that we could then use to plan what we were doing moving forward.
1: Yeah. I think that's a really good one to add in. It's not just what do we do and what was successful. Mm, <laughs> but yeah. I can say, well, what did we do that wasn't successful and what would we change to either make that thing more successful or perhaps not do some of the stuff that we've otherwise elected to do, right? Mm. And you're right. Our business is this constantly evolving machine. This is constantly evolving beast that takes up, let's face it, it takes up most of our week, right, to deliver our outcomes, And if we don't reflect on whether that's doing the right stuff for us, you know, it it will eat us up.
0: Absolutely. So once we've brainstormed all of that, I know that you had a really great insight in what to do, what you do next once you've got this data or once you've got these ideas.
1: Well, I think the the bigger picture here is we decide whether we're going to continue doing something or whether we throw it away, Mm -hmm. right? Or... Whether it's too early to evaluate, right? And if I pull out some of the sort of 17 years of project management I had, you know, prior to getting into my current space, it was always, there was always sort of parameters of success for a project. It was whether do we want to continue doing this thing to completion? Are we on track or are we not on track and realign? Or do we, has this initiative, this project escaped its acceptable investment barriers, I guess. Has has it done its course? Has (laughs) it done its course? And do we need to close the project? Now, the closing the project, I think a lot of people, times when we get into business, we, you know, we see stopping something as a failure,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: okay? And often we see it as stopping things as a failure of ours as opposed to the thing we're trying to do. And I think Mm. we need to disassociate ourselves with it, right? So if you're trying a particular marketing strategy Right? Let's go with maybe you're doing Facebook direct outreach right now. And, you know, you've been trying that for six months and you are not getting the results you want to get. Let's have a reflection on it, right? Mm -hmm. Is this the right strategy? Right? Are we executing that strategy right? Is it too early to tell whether this is going to work for us or not? Or if it's not working and we can't see it working, let's stop it and do something else. That's not a failure right? That's just a sensual reallocation of your resource into something else.
0: What's really interesting about this conversation is that I almost can see the opposite in some ways that what I find interesting is that what I've seen is people holding onto projects for years longer than they should have, yet at the same time dropping things that didn't work the first time that they probably should have kept putting time into. So, let me give you an example of that is continuing on with a business model that's not working, but it's something that they're really passionate about that should have been tweaked, But at the same time, doing one webinar, getting, I don't know, five people, 10 people onto that webinar and never doing it again, where they probably should have tweaked the business model earlier, but kept going with the webinar to get it to a point where it was, you know, doing well as a marketing strategy. So I think that's an interesting conversation because I can see both sides to that. Don't let go of some things too early and really keep tweaking them and definitely, well, you that's know. that's what I mean,
1: right? Is it too early to tell? If you've a yeah. uh-huh. webinar and you've got 10 people on it, maybe it's too early to tell. Right? Mm. If you previously run webinars and you're finding your audience dwindling, does the webinar strategy need to change or has this particular, you know, investment or, or business strategy run its course? And I think if we can, and again, I really love the idea of sort of taking time out of the business, away from all the other noise and clutter and phone calls and all that sort of other stuff, to actually have that clear (laughs) headspace, hopefully you're coming at it rested, to make pretty, you know, sensible decisions around, is this something we want to keep doing, but also coming at it relatively dispassionately, right, and just going, it is what it is, and, you know, do we want to keep doing that or not?
0: Absolutely. It's like again, it's like we need to pay attention to the emotion that we've got in our business, like does this feel good or does this not feel good? But at the same time, we need to let that emotion go. (laughs) It's, God, don't you love business? (laughs) Do this, but don't do
1: this. Yeah, never a dull moment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think the second part of the, I guess, analysis is also a bit of forward planning. Mm -hmm. knowing where you'll go and being more deliberate about how you're going to get there in terms of what it is you're doing, right? Because mm-hmm. it's one thing to constantly look backwards. But as anyone who's tried it, it's just it's very difficult to drive at any speed backwards.
0: Looking in the rear vision mirror.
1: Looking in the rear vision mirror. Now, you yeah. can do it. You can go reasonably quick if you're skilled at it <laughs> going backwards. But you'll almost never go as quickly looking backwards as you will looking forwards.
0: Mm. We only look backwards to move forwards. Yeah. That's the way I would say it. We need to reflect, but we, we reflect not to dwell on that, but to, to be able to plan forwards.
1: To learn from it. And I think mm. this is where, you know, even using really simple tools like, you know, a Google spreadsheet can be very valuable in saying, what is the initiative that we're going to be trying? Who's responsible for the initiative in, on the team, whether it's you or somebody else, what will success look like? And then when are we going to evaluate you know whether we've achieved success from this this particular thing
0: mm. one of the things that we implemented last year is, and probably because our team has grown as well, is that something that we do in our business is we do good, better and best goals. So, and the reason we set three is because if you hit that bottom goal, it's a game then to go to the next one rather than setting a goal that's too low and easy to hit and means that we're missing out on something that we didn't achieve or setting a goal that is so high that you constantly feel like a failure. So we set the three goals and we set these all in many different parts of the project, not just on money. It could. It, there's lots and lots of different areas that we look at and we set our goals, we go through it with our team, we go through the success criteria to achieve these goals, but then at the end of the project, we go back and put in the data next to it. So we've mm. got the goals to be able to, to, to drive forward, but then we've got the data to be able to reflect and to be able to create something different moving forward.
1: Oh, my God, that's so much like my Year 12 chemistry tests. Ah. uh, Ah. uh, (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Stop. What are are we expecting from this? (laughs) I've killed her.
0: Oh, my goodness, that is so funny because it's way, way more exciting than Year 12 chemistry.
1: (laughs) I don't know, unless you like Year 12 chemistry. Well, yeah,
0: yeah, it clearly wasn't my thing. (laughs) Actually, I didn't even do Year 12.
1: But I think it's important, and I know, and I didn't share this last week as one of the things that has really worked for us, but one of the initiatives that we put in our business um, over the last six months anyway is a sort of daily and weekly reconciliation about what are we working on this week? You know, what do I need help to achieve success in this goal? And then a kind of almost a daily reflection. And we're using this to replace, you know, the five-minute stand-up meeting in the morning, right, because I've got team like you do, Sam, in multiple different time zones, which makes it difficult to sort of get everyone together at the same time, right? So we're using a spreadsheet to say, what am I working on? What does it look like when we succeed this goal? What do I need help with to succeed? Because it may necessarily just be you. But then also looking at, you know, was I successful in achieving that as well? And... You know, we look at that daily and weekly as part of our team meeting to say, okay, well, this is what you said you were going to do this week. You know, were you effective in achieving that or not? Mm -hmm. And even coming back on a monthly basis to go, okay, what were the roadblocks that stopped us from achieving those goals? And let's put a project around removing the roadblocks
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: as well, right? So I think those are things that if we look at them in our business, it's actually It becomes, I guess, this part of the business that's constantly evolving itself.
0: Mm. So I just want to touch on one of those things that you said, just in case people missed the value there is that we're not just creating a plan and then putting it aside. We're creating a plan and we are actually paying attention to that and talking about it every single day and not just talking about what we're working on, but what didn't work yesterday, what did work, what are we working on forwards. So we're doing this on a on a yearly, a monthly and a daily time frame.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And even, you know, not, and like I review it monthly. You could review it quarterly, you could review it sort of biannually or annually or whatever you wanted to do. But I find by reviewing both weekly I think individually the team you know individual team members kind of review their own performance on a daily basis to make sure they're working towards our business objectives we reflect on it weekly to say what stopped you and why were you you know what was the impediment do we want to continue doing that or is there something that we need to sort of put on hold or, or you know kick off something else to to move things forward there as well but as a result of that, you know i i believe that our job as the business owner is to make ourselves redundant and systemize our business as much as mm, possible and by yes. doing this it's actually creating i feel creating a culture within our team of that continuous improvement about what we do and how we do it so that our clients ultimately get a better experience i
0: love that and even you know i've heard people say but i don't want to make myself redundant but here's the thing you don't necessarily meet, need to make yourself redundant in the business, but if you are replacing yourself, what opportunity does that then give you in the business to be able to do something different? Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm absolutely, still working it, but you don't have to.
0: That's exactly right. You have choice.
1: Yeah, and ultimately, that's what we're doing our business for, right? We went into business to create choices for ourselves, mm. create opportunities for ourselves, and. I think this is probably one of the most important things that you can do is to initiate this process of forward planning and, you know, backwards reflection in your business. So, if you're going to do anything else this year, do this thing.
0: Absolutely. Could not agree more. So, if you're listening and you've got value from this episode, think about someone in your world that… Would also, or that does also need to hear this message. If you're on your phone, scroll to the top, hit that uh, share button. While you're there, hit the follow button as well, and be notified every time we drop an episode, which is every Monday and every Thursday. Tim, it's been great to hang out with you here again today.
1: As always, Sam. Clearly, the Thursday episodes are the better, vastly <laughs> <the> superior. <laughs>
0: listen to him. Oh my goodness. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'll see you again next week. Ciao, ciao. Today's episode may be over, but let's continue the conversation. Head on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook and connect with other entrepreneurs who are building and scaling their business too. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.